The Crowncast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and that, of course, means that you are listening to another episode of The Crowncast. And this is an episode of The Crowncast where we went to Chicago Fire, and we looked really, really bad. And then all of a sudden, we looked really, really good. And I'll be honest with you, even I don't know what's really going on. And uh, here to be confused about what's really going on with me is, as ever, Justin. Hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. So it's nice to finally be on the right side of A Tale of Two Halves. Yes, it is really nice to be on the right side of A Tale of Two Halves for once. Um, I would like to, Justin, in your name, uh, and I, I want the whole world to know that I am, I am raising the banner of Justin for this, but I think it's important that I do it because uh, I've worked really, really hard to be the guy who does not um, like really criticize the referees. And so when I do it, I want it to be a clear statement that something was unacceptable. This, this was really bad. Uh, for those of you out there who watched the game, uh, there are some things in here that are incredibly questionable, notably the yellow card on Mackenzie Gaines. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't think the goal that's overturned should have, be over, should have been overturned. I have not gotten to watch the slow-mo replay a hundred times, but I did not see Brant Bronico's actions as violent. I saw him as going for the ball within reason, and I didn't see anything in there that constitutes a, a foul. Uh, the yellow card on Mackenzie Gaines is because, and I am not joking with you, Mackenzie Gaines existed in the same area as another player. And when a, a call is misrepresented, when a call is turned the wrong way, it's, it's bad enough when it's a call that may turn possession over. To give a player a card for something that blatantly wrong is, uh, I hope it gets reviewed. I hope that this referee gets reviewed for this game. I hope it gets overturned. And uh, Mackenzie Gaines doesn't have that on his record because it's a shame. Uh, or for what it's worth here, and this is, I guess, another episode of the post-react in Bizarro Land. I actually thought Tori Pensos had a really good first half of this match. Yeah, uh, I would the, agree with the that. officiating in the first half was actually, I thought, really clean, really spot on. But like, I'd go back even in the second half to Derek Jones gets a yellow for going up, you know, for a header against somebody else. And yeah. there's not really what I would call untoward contact. Like, honestly, if you want to call an aerial challenge that looked worse, Mackenzie Gaines gets his leg cut out from under him. And, and in my opinion, 90, well, not 90% of the time, 70% of the time when somebody gets their legs cut out from under them when they're going up for a header, there is a certain degree of malice from the other player. Yeah. You don't take somebody's legs most of the time without knowing you're doing it. But okay. that one gets away and, and Derek Jones somehow gets a yellow. Mackenzie Gaines gets a yellow because a Chicago player just flops. You Wait. talked already about the goal being marked off that shouldn't have been. There's an argument that the goal that stood should have been marked off. Yeah, I will. I will say for now, uh, I am going to end the referee talk there. I don't want that to be what is remembered of it. I do think it needs to get uh, marked. I do think it needs to be noted. 
Uh, but I don't want to continue down that track because otherwise we are going to continue down that track. And, uh, <laughs> what, what we should be doing here is celebrating. Cause, uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but my emotions are pretty high right now. Um, this is the first time in my memory. And that is admittedly fairly sketchy that Charlotte FC has come back from a two nil deficit and won the game. And oh, yeah. I, I want to give credit to where credit's due in our chat, Josh, uh, as soon as they scored the first goal, said, don't worry, guys, it's just a flip-flop of last time. We're going to win this 3-2. And <laughs> uh, I don't know what sort of psychic powers he used to bend that into existence, but I think we should all say thank you to Josh for his manipulation of time and space. Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, do you want to do you want to get into it? Do you want to do cards or crowns first? I, I do think both this deserves both cards and crowns. It 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 absolutely does, and and because this is a win, and I want to finish on what feels good. Let's card a few people first. Nice. Uh, I am going to host privilege this uh, because there's a there's a gentleman on the field who deserves a card, and it is Brant <laughs> Bronico. Um, Brant Bronico did not play well today. Uh, this is the first time we see Brant pulled off the field. Uh. I think it is well known that, you know, Brant is one of the, the guys I have the most respect for in the world, but uh, he looked like he wanted to stick it to his old team, not wanted to help the team that he was playing for today. Uh, I didn't see him in the positions he needed to be in. I didn't see him tracking back. I saw him cutting Andre Shinyashinki out of his own side. Uh, I saw him desperate to be the guy who got to rub it in Chicago's face. And as a result, the passing wasn't on time. It wasn't accurate. His challenges were kind of reckless. Uh, it was not the cool, calm, collected, running the midfield professional that I'm used to seeing out of Brant Bronico. It looks like an 18-year-old hothead. And uh, that's not who he is. So I think it's right to call him out. And uh, I think it's right to give him a card for this one. Justin? Yeah, he gets himself a stupid yellow, and I think you hit the nail on the head. This is a guy who is, A, pissed off that Chicago let him walk, you know, made no real effort to re-sign him, uh, and B, had to deal with the sting of Chicago taking the first match in the vault. Um, and and so, you know, I think he came into this one, I, I think emotions are high in general uh, for him. You know, you talked about how how sort of, hot in a positive way he was after the NYCFC win last weekend. And I think there's still some of that emotion running high and it's aggravated by the fact that his team, his old team is in, is here and getting out ahead a little bit early on. And, you know, he, he has a decent run through the midfield and gets tackled and, and the Chicago player deservingly gets a yellow. Bronica gets up and shoves the guy and gets himself a yellow. Uh, uh, and that you just, you can't really, you got to keep it a little bit cooler and a little bit calmer in that situation. Yeah. That was one that I'm not going to lie to you. I, I had concerns because the guy was in the middle of getting up. He wasn't stable. And when Bronico shoved him, he clearly shoved him with force and at the ground. And I, I had concerns that that might actually have come out as a red. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I think it would have been harsh. I think it probably would have been uh, a bit unfair, uh, but it was a, uh, it, well, it was a stupid move. Uh, yeah. And, you know, 
uh, these guys are out here. Emotions are super high. This is, you know, this is finals for them, right? This is, they have to win everything basically. So, so I understand where it comes from. Nobody is immune to those emotions. Nobody is immune to getting hot. Um, but we have seen Brant Bronico be the cool, calm rock of this team. And that's not who he was today. So uh, we will be looking to to see that change for the next one. Uh, it does, however, mean that he finally gets a rest. Yes, he gets a little so, bit of time off. Uh, he comes out, what, uh, after 60 minutes or so? Yeah, something like that. Uh, should we move on to uh, your first card? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I am going to card uh, Harrison Awful, actually. Um, awful is, is asked to play a position that he's not familiar with, with the suspension of Christian Fuchs, with the arrival of, uh, of Nathan Byrne in the side, uh, Harrison awful is asked to play left back, uh, not a position that we have seen him at least play for Charlotte FC. Christian Latanzi on the pressure this week said that he has played in that position for the Ghanaian national team. Um, he does not look like he knows the position and in it, it hurt. Uh, the side as a whole sticking Harrison awful back there. I don't think that I saw Harrison awful play a forward pass until maybe 75 minutes in the game when we had to throw everything forward when it was just, it was desperation times. Um, everything was, I'm going to play it back to Anton walks uh, in the center back. And it was incredibly frustrating. There was no support for Andre Shinyashiki, who I was excited to see him get a start, but he got no support on the left from his left back. Uh, so I think he was, you know, frustrated there. Um, it's, it's confusing to me too, because we had Joseph Mora on the bench and, and it feels like the more natural start. Here's Joseph Mora and then Harrison awful gets the chance to play on the bench and come in and, and, you know, you know what it sounds like to me? It feels like Harrison Awful has some like dirty pictures of Christian Latanzio. Oh yeah, I mean like, Josh over, it, you know Josh Overbanker and soccer say that said that for months just because he's been keeping Jalen Lindsay on the bench. Yeah, and now Joseph Mora, a more natural player in that position, who has played there, admittedly not breaking the world, but has played there solidly for this whole season, is on the bench for what was an atrocious Harrison awful today. Um, I do think a lot of it can be put down to him not knowing the position. And again, that is a very hard thing to learn on the fly, but you are a professional footballer. If you have been given this mantle, it it must have been because there was some expectation you could achieve it. And I did not see achieving. Uh, in fact, I did not even see attempting to achieve uh, I think we really saw the weaknesses of Har- Harrison Awful today, and it'll be one that I hope I go back and I watch again, and I see a lot of the little details from Harrison Awful that that show he was actually doing a really good job. Just the big moments passed him by, uh, but like at this point, I hope it's that for his sake because otherwise, this was just really bad, and yeah. uh, and that hurts us. I mean, it, it almost costs us this game. And uh, it's it, it was very clear. It was clear and obvious, right? Significantly more clear and obvious than that callback of the goal was. Um, I am going to give a little bit more statement to the fact that I do think it significantly diminished uh, the left side. Uh, I think Andre Shinoshiki didn't have a great game. 
but I think he was made to look a lot worse by the fact that if you want to talk about being left out an on an island, he had nothing. And I yeah, think he, I mean, even even the uh, the announcers, you know, over the match today were finally like, who on earth is supposed to be helping Andre Janishiki? Because, yeah, I mean, Brant Bronica is yeah. pushing forward in the inside channels. Carol Swiderski playing, you know, the attacking 10 role that he's supposed to be playing. But if Harrison Awful isn't making overlapping runs or supporting runs, you know, you, you mentioned Joseph Mora doesn't light the world on fire, but he gets forward in support of his winger. Yeah. He gives, he'll, he'll you know, Jordi Reyna or Shinishiki. And or at least the close pass to be able to play some one twos and maybe draw somebody out of position. Yeah, Mora does a better job than that. Okay. Um, I, I think that is enough. Uh, do we want to do one more card a piece? Yeah, we, we can keep two, these quick. Two crowns. No, let's let's do two cards and two crowns each. I'm, we'll I'm we'll just that. make this set of cards quick. Very well. Uh, the next one I'm going to give is Jordi Reyna as a card. Um, yep. I'll be honest. I don't know why he came on the pitch. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't know what he did when he came on the pitch. Uh, one of the things that has been explained to me about Jordi Reyna is that he is very dynamic, which is true. Uh, I should not take that away from Jordi Reyna. He's very dynamic, and he's very much a moments player. You know, he's he's one of those people who can take a, a moment of nothing and turn it into something. Uh, but what about the rest of the stuff? Yeah. Right? Like, what about helping out that left side? What about covering for Harrison Awful, who we already have identified is is going to need help from the person up front. What about any of the connections that Carwin Vargas was making just minutes ago? What about the driving runs up the field? What about the pulling defenders away? Um, Jordi Reyna just doesn't look like he fits. He just doesn't nope. look like part of Charlotte FC. Um, and uh, a part of that is in his body language. Part of it is in the way he tries to connect with the club. I don't know why he calls off Carol Swiderski uh, and then hits, to be quite frank, a pretty bad attempt at a free kick. Um, even if it had been on target, it was directly to the keeper in the center of the goal who did not have to move for it. Um, it, it was a really, really questionable performance from Jordi Reyna, and he wasn't on that long. But the whole time he was on, I was going, what is he doing? Uh, yeah. I think that there's possibly the mitigating factor. He hasn't seen a lot of playtime, but you know, he, he came on, I'm guessing to be a player who could momentarily change the game. And what we got was a player who consistently changed it for the worse. Uh, yep. Is that unfair? Do you feel like I've been too harsh on Yordi there? No. I mean, the only thing I would say is, is he's only on for what? Uh, 20 minutes. He yeah. can't hurt us that much. Um, but he was not good in that 20 minutes. That's fair. All right. Uh, you want to move on to your second card? Yeah. Uh, my second card is uh, actually, and I'm going to deviate a little bit from something that we talked about pre-recording and everything, but my second card's for Daniel Rios. Um, I That's a great shout out. <laughs> I liked the guy in the, the first part of the season when he was playing in part of, of two up top. Playing as a solo striker, you know, Latanzio can tell us all that he wants to tell us about how he's a natural goal scorer and how great he looks. He doesn't get stuck in trying to go after the ball. He doesn't get in dangerous positions. He doesn't attack dangerous chances. He doesn't look to me like a goal scorer. And so I like 
Swiderski playing in the hole. I don't think Swiderski had a great first half of this match, but I like Swiderski playing, you know, a little bit more withdrawn and being able to be a little bit more creative. Daniel Rios is not the guy to play in front of him because he is not going after balls. He's not getting stuck in. He's not doing the thing that I looked for him to do in the, the beginning part of the season, be the holdup guy and collect the ball. He's just there away from where the play is happening. I, uh, I'm, I do agree with the card, uh, but I think I agree with it for slightly different reasons. I do think he attempted to get in. I think he has a, um, I don't think he has the mobility to get in. Um, very similar to the Christian Fuchs problem. Uh, I think he's somebody who is relying on his size to, to make himself a factor. And as a result, when the ball goes to him, like directly to him, he does often win that, that uh, he does often receive that ball and manage to make himself some space. What I discovered or what I was watching this game was the number of times that he would like get the ball off on our attacking right, their defensive left. And he would like turn and have the ball in between his feet. And he would sort of like shimmy, like he was about to create some massive burst of speed and go by a guy. And everyone just sort of looked at him like, what are you talking about, man? You can't run. <laughs> and eventually he would just shimmy like nine times in a row over and over again. And then they would poke the ball out from his feet and he'd be like, oh, no, I've lost it. Um, and I am not saying that I necessarily expect every attacking player to have that skill. That skill that wingers have to sort of like shimmy a defender off and burst past them with incredible pace and control is incredibly difficult, right? It is a top tier level skill that is effective at the highest levels of football. But Daniel Rios doesn't have it, whether nope. we like it or not. And Daniel Rios is putting himself in positions where he needs it, right? If Daniel Rios isn't playing to his strengths, I don't necessarily know what his objectives were to get something out of the match. I am not quite as down on him in this one as I think you are, Justin. I don't think he was good by any means. I did see a couple of hard runs from him that pulled play away. Um, so uh, one, of, one of the comments that I, I have written down in my notes was that, well, I didn't feel like he was very effective. I do feel like he tried to work for the team. Uh, sure, but, but, but that's he's... your striker. He needs to be dangerous, and he was not. No. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go in then to my... Wait, did I do two cards? Yes. Okay, so then we're going to go into crowns. Yes, time to start talking about some of the good. And we won this match, so there is good to talk about. There is absolutely good to talk about, and I do think it deserves to be talked about it. And the one that you are going to disagree with me on, Justin, because this podcast is about disagreement, <laughs> is Kerwin Vargas. I'm going to crown Kerwin Vargas. I think he deserves it. Um, I have... Uh, this is like another player we may talk about a tale of two halves for Kerwin, Var Kerwin Vargas or a tale of two parts for Kerwin Vargas. Um, he plays off of the right and I saw Kerwin Vargas do something. Uh, and I was very proud. The announcers called it out as well, because I think it deserves to be called out. And that is, he tried to use his first touch to beat the man and turn the ball inside. And I have complained about this, about Kerwin Vargas before. I have said I have not seen the threat turning the ball into the inside. And it did not come off for him. In the three times I saw him attempt it, he got beat every time. 
but every single time I saw him get a little bit better and every single time I saw him very clearly thinking, this is how I improve. This is how not today, but the next day and the day after that and the month after that and the season after that and the year after that, I become a threat for Charlotte FC. I have to be willing to take this onus on myself to go out and create danger. And uh, Justin, you and I have talked in the past about the fact that I feel like he delivers a very good ball. I do think he has a weakness that he doesn't deliver a ball to people necessarily, uh, but he does deliver a very reliable, good speed, good height ball to a dangerous space that's not going into the keeper's hands over and over and over and over again. And uh, once he got off onto the left side, he looked like a totally different beast. Uh, he was able to cut inside successfully. Uh, I don't I don't know. You know, we made jokes in the chat that apparently every single winger we have is actually just a left winger playing on the right. <laughs> uh, he looked really good, and I have no idea why he was pulled off. Um, he looked like he was eating their lunch finally on the left side, and it looked like it was just a scheduled change for Jordi Reyna. Uh, I think he deserves a crown for his work on the left, definitely. And although it didn't quite come off for him as well, I think he deserves a crown for what you can see him attempting to do on the right. Justin. I thought Kerwin Vargas on the right was bad. Um, I, I continue to think that, you know, Mackenzie Gaines uh, is the best option that we have on the right. And I think Mackenzie Gaines in the cameo that he gets in here really looked <laughs> effective down that right side in a way that Kerwin Vargas never did. I'll agree with you. I thought Vargas on the left was phenomenal and I did not understand him coming off, especially to bring Jordi Reyna on because I thought Vargas was producing a lot of threat and holding the ball up well, which is what we needed, you know, keeping the ball in those dangerous areas. Uh, so I liked Vargas on the left a lot. I was really pleased with his play out there. Um, I think that he hits a ball to a spot when he plays on the right. I think that he doesn't ever pick his eyes up and see if there's somebody making a run to that spot. And I see too many crosses where there are runners at the front post, runners at the back post, and he plays the cross to the penalty spot. Uh, you know, it, or, or, or he, he has it in his head. This is where I'm going to put the cross. And I expect somebody else to be in that spot but I'm not going to check and see if they're there. And that frustrates me every time I see it. It frustrates me when Mackenzie Gaines does it too. It frustrates me for everybody who does it. I think that Mackenzie Gaines tends to be a little better at it than Kerwin Vargas coming from that right side. Quite frankly, I would be perfectly happy if we saw more, you know, Mackenzie Gaines on the right, Kerwin Vargas on the left, given what Vargas showed. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a fair call out. And I do think that, uh, you know what, let's, before we get too deep in the, the conversation, let's go on. Uh, let's roll into your first crown. Yeah, uh, I'm going to crown a guy who has gotten a lot of crowns from us recently, and I think we'll get a lot of crowns for us in the future, and that's Adelson Malanda. Um, one of the things, and I, I noted it specifically twice in this match, um, Malanda already feels confident enough understands the team well enough, understands the system and, and the tactics in MLS to call people off of don't quick 
quick, take this free kick. Don't take, you know, don't, don't have this guy on the free kick here. Have this guy come over instead. He's also calm. You know, he's collected in defense. I think maybe he could have like, you could make an argument. Maybe he could have done a touch better on the, the, the first goal. Um, but he he's light years better than Anton walks or even Guzman Carujo when it comes to distribution out of the back. Um, it's, it's much more satisfying to watching the Charlotte team build out of the back when it's Adelson Milanda making those plays. Uh, he's very calm in defense. Uh, you know, I just, I, I continue to be really impressed with him, uh, especially as a young guy coming into a country he doesn't know a, a league. He doesn't know and being this good, this quick. Yeah. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Just picking up and being a central defender, like it's no big deal. It's way easier to pick up and just be a good winger. You get more time. There's way less pressure. When you turn the ball over, it's not an instant problem. Your passing options are easier. And, uh, you know, often you don't see the same level of pressing intensity. It's, uh, one of the, if not the hardest place to come in and just, turn on uh is is central defense and Adelson Melanda has made it look remarkably easy I am going to really be fairly quick about my praise about Melanda here because I think we're going to talk about 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 him a lot um I'm just I have a little chalkboard now that I that is I I guess it's imaginary that I just like make marks on every time he steps through three people and then plays a beautiful ball out to the wing like it's so good yeah. and, it, and it's game breaking. It's, it is what allows us actually, I think it's what allows us to get our second goal. Um, I think that's the ball that springs free Mackenzie Gaines. I, I think but, it's a Kalina ball over the top to, oh, is it a I think one? it's, I think it's straight up route one football where Kalina just bangs it over the top and goes, Mackenzie Gaines, use your speed to get there. And well, he does. Um, I definitely saw a couple of those, those step through the oh, lines yeah. and create and, that's really special. So not only is he doing the defensive work pretty well, there might be a question about how he does on the first goal, uh, but, uh, or on the second goal, not the first goal, but that is, you know, for another time, I think that's a minor misread. The defensive work looks really good. And the, the, the control and the ability to play out of the pack is just something that looks special. And I think there's places to improve as ever, but, Really, really impressed from Addison Melanda. I'm going to go into my second crown. You ready for this one, Justin? Yes. I think that uh, there are a lot of people out there who deserve a crown. And this one I don't think is going to get picked by most of the people, and he deserves it. And that's Nathan Byrne. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nathan Byrne has come into this team as a 30-year-old man in a position that requires a lot of effort, that's very physical, requires a understanding of the game that is very high. And never once have I looked at him and gone, he's not keeping up. Never once have I looked at him and gone, ooh, he's a bit slow. Never once have I seen him take the ball off three people and gone, man, that guy's skills are going down. He looks (laughs) composed. He looks on top of it. He looks every bit the adult and every bit the leader and every bit the player that I wanted Christian Fuchs to be. He is on top of this game. He is slotted in and 
I don't think he possesses the same level of offensive threat as uh, a Jalen Lindsey. Uh, but defensively, he is incredibly solid. I want to see this guy's turnover numbers because I think he is responsible for like half of the times we steal the ball from other teams. It's insane. He is so good. Very Guzman Carujo in his ability to tackle on the turn. And he makes it look easy. And if you watch Ben Bender defend in this league, if you watch the way he feels like he has to chase after things because he doesn't see the play ahead yet, he'll get there, I hope. But, and then watch Nathan Byrne. That guy never looks like he's running and he's always in the perfect spot. And that is impressive. That is understanding what's happening. That's seeing what's coming. That's knowing where threats can be present and putting out the fires before there's even a spark. It is, it is really good. And it's not going to blow the doors off any team. He's not going to be the guy that earns us four goals. He's not going to be the guy that gets our strikers their beautiful balls over the top. But what he is, is a very effective, very solid, very controlled right back. And uh, it, it's, it deserves to be called out for its... It's a massed amount of skill. Uh, Justin? Yeah, I mean, it's his first start here for Charlotte, uh, and I think he does a phenomenal job. Uh, You know, you mentioned his offensive skills. He doesn't do the crosses that we've seen yet, and and granted the sample size is small, uh, but I don't know that he crosses as well as Jalen Lindsay does. But what he does do is he recycles the ball quickly, when it comes time for it to come back from Kerwin Vargas or Mackenzie Gaines over there and then slot inside to Swiderski or Jones or somebody else to move the ball around. He touches that ball sort of around the corner uh, very nicely. The other thing that I noted today uh, from, from Byrne, and I absolutely agree with the crown, um, he shields the ball well, which earns fouls. Really yeah. impressed with him so far. Yeah, absolutely does. Um. I'll real quick, though, uh, uh, get my last crown in here. And um, I really want to crown Nuno Santos because I thought that his cameo was a really effective one. I thought we got a chance to see him attack. Um, But I have to crown Carol Swiderski. He scores two goals. There's a lot bad with Carol Swiderski, especially first half Carol Swiderski. But he scores two really he should have had two a different way. He should have, like the, like we talked about earlier, the first one that he scores, there shouldn't have been a foul called on Brant Bronico. Uh, Andre Shinyashiki does a great job putting it on a plate, and Swiderski one-times it finally. Um, that one gets marked off. He hits a crazy shot on the swivel from right in front of the, the keeper. You know, he starts out back to goal and swivels around and smashes this thing into the, the top corner. And uh, he he scrapes home the winner six minutes past the 90th. We're, we had seven minutes of stoppage time for this match. And at 90 minutes plus six, Carol Swiderski manages to scramble at home. And when the guy scores a brace and one of them's the, the winner on the road, you got to crown him. Yeah, you absolutely do. And it's fair too. Um, one of the things that we will say is... Uh, If you look across the pond to a little place called England where they have this small league called the Premier League, I don't know if you've heard of it. There was a little team like Chelsea or something that came here and we destroyed them, sent them backpacking. But when you score two goals a game, I don't care if you do the rest of the stuff. I don't. 
it uh, <laughs> when you score uh, two goals a game, I don't care what other thing you are doing. You are producing goals at a level that is so overwhelmingly elite. I, I don't care if you are playing cards while everyone else is defending. Uh, if you're scoring two goals a game, you're fine. And uh, in this one, Carol Swiderski goes out there and he he gets a lot of chances. And admittedly, there's some conversation to be had about how well he takes those chances. But he fashions himself and he fights for two very well-deserved goals in this one. And he absolutely deserves his crown. Yeah, Uh, I I do want to say real quick, like I said, Nuno Santos absolutely deserves a lot of credit. Uh, Mackenzie Gaines deserves a ton of credit coming in, too, on the the right wing, was incredibly effective. Wait, wait, no, no, I'm not letting you quarter crown people. We'll talk about them (laughs) on Wednesday. I see you trying to cheat the system, Justin. They're not crowns. I'm just calling them out for good play. No, bad, bad, Justin. I'm calling you out for bad manners. Um, (laughs) Okay, everyone, we are going to wrap it up there. Uh, we have had an absolutely great time seeing Charlotte FC turn this one around, uh, seeing a late winner for us. Uh, it gets the, the, the blood pumping. Uh, so much fun. And as ever, we love you for spending your time with us. We hope you're out there enjoying your night. And we will talk to you again uh, on Wednesday. Goodbye. Queen City Podcast Network.com.